Hey everybody, welcome to Locked In, the baseball podcast, and um, you know, I just wanted to kind of put something out there um, during these crazy times where we can provide some value and information to families and, and, and players more specifically so that they can, um, you know, find themselves being productive, you know, hopefully on a daily basis, but if not, you know, you know, at least uh, they're taking some initiative to, to, to get away from their couch and their Fortnite and their TV screen from time to time. Um, we are fortunate to have uh, one of my good friends, uh, his name is L.A. Gamo, uh, joining us today. Uh, most of you guys probably know him as the baseballogist, um, who is a, yeah, like even Little Caesar over here was like, oh my gosh, I know who that guy is, but <laughs> but uh, I was, <laughs> he had like his O face, uh, and then, um, yeah, but I mean, we're, we're really fortunate to have him on, um, and you know, he, we're just going to make this a fun one to kind of introduce, you know, what we're, you know, what our content is about and what we want to provide for you. So LA, thanks for joining us. Or, or would you prefer to be called the baseballogist? No, LA is fine, man. I appreciate you having me on. And it, it's an honor to be a, a part of the first episode and to spit some knowledge about uh, the game of baseball mentally, physically, and uh, all elements of it. So I'm stoked. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Absolutely. No, it's my pleasure. So, I mean, for me, I mean, this is something I, that's I, that's been kind of been working inside of me for a while. Even before, you know, we, we all hit the quarantine life, um, I've been wanting to, you know, get comfortable in front, you know, in, you know, speaking to a mic, getting comfortable in front of a camera. Today, I hosted a, a webinar, by yep. the way, for hitters. And um, it, you know, it ran pretty smoothly, you know, way a lot smoother than I thought it was going to, you know, because I'm not super technical, uh, technologically um, I don't know. What's the word? Fit. Yep. I'm not great at it. Fit. No, fit. <laughs> Technology. I used to be. I feel like 10 years ago that I could get in front of a computer and I could do anything. You know, now I get in front of these things with like all these apps and, you know, these new, you know, cords. innovations, <laughs> you know, it, it, <laughs> but, cords. <laughs> no, I mean, what, what's really cool about it? I mean, like, like you said, to get comfortable with it, it, you know, for me, when I talk in front of people, it's knowing that I'm making an impact somehow, whether the, whether, whether the topic. So when you can remember how much you're impacting a kid, whether it's through education, through physicality, through on the field, off the field, that just gives you the confidence, man. That's, that, that gives you all the comfort that you need, you know? Right. No, I agree. And so that's what we aim to provide, I think, you know, and I say we, you know, because little Caesar's my guy, you know, and he's, uh, he, this is our production crew over here, little Caesar. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's what we want to be able to provide. So, um, you know, yeah. a couple of the, you know, a couple of the topics we want to discuss, um, you know, obviously like development, you know, development, um, strategies that we can put to play when we have limited resources at home. Um, obviously yeah. everybody's under, you know, under self isolation right now. And so, you know, you got to get a little creative to, to be able yeah. to, um, continued one to just, you know, want to go outside and do something, you know, on your own, because it's hard, you know, it's hard if you don't have, you know, somebody, well, not, I shouldn't say this, but for kids, it's hard for them to have, to go out there and be self-motivated without having somebody tell them what to do all the time. You know, exactly, I think kids yeah. are, are wired, especially in the baseball world. I feel like they're wired to be told what to do and then they go out there and do it. Um, 
but you know, it, it can't, you know, obviously, you know, if we can find a way to self-motivate or, you know, help guys self-motivate, then it makes the whole process a little bit easier for them. Um, you know, the good thing about this, right. If there is a positive and you, I mean, I don't know. What do you drink? What are you drinking over there? What do you got there? Juice. <laughs> so, uh, the good thing about this is that, you know, everybody's kind of in the same boat. Right. And, I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be pretty transparent about this. We actually, uh, rec- you know, recorded the second episode of this podcast earlier. And this is the first podcast. Right. But yeah, we recorded the second episode. But um, and we were, you know, and and Joe Oliveira, the recruiting coordinator at San Diego State was on with us. And he was talking about how, um, you know, like that, that just, you know, being self-motivated is so, you know, so important, you know, Um and even if you have, you know, he expects guys to show up strong and show up ready to play and show up, you know, as if, you know, they, they, you know, didn't, you know, have to live the quarantine life. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, when I talk to my kids, uh, when I, you know, my, my kids, I coach it, talk to them and let them know that, Hey, first off, what, how many hours of schoolwork do they do per day now with this whole quarantine thing? I don't know. My kids like spend 45 minutes in front of the screen and they're done. Okay. I was going to say two hours, but let's say an hour. Okay. And I tell these, I, I tell these parents like, Hey, these kids have so much, so much hours during the day now that just because they got their work done, does that mean they're really done? And they, they give me all these excuses. And I say, this is like such a great time, you know, um, hopefully that they're all, they're all healthy from all this, you know, virus stuff, but they have so much time to work on themselves, you know, with their game, with their mental aspect, with their physicality, that they should take advantage of this because this is what the, what the real world is going to be like. They're going to have, they're going to have so, they're going to have so much time themselves that they need to find a way to work on themselves and not feel like they need that structure of, oh, I need to go to class at eight, get up at three, practice at three thirty, and then go home and parents tell me to do my homework. Freaking get up, do your thing, do your workout, read, read a book, <laughs> work on what you suck at. That's what, that's my favorite line is work at what you suck at, work at what you struggle at. No, that's perfect. And you know, I so mean, yeah, and that's perfect because, you know, I mean, my kids are young, you know, they're six and eight years old. Um, but I find them, you know, and I, I mean, again, having to tell them what to do because they're kids, you know, otherwise they go back to their comfort zone they go back to the couch or they go back to, you know, playing my, my son loves Nintendo Switch and it's really, but you know what though? Like I almost don't want to take him away from his gaming system because he's like talking to his friends. Like is it, it's his only social experience that he has right now. Cause he's too young to go yeah. visit a friend's house all the time. And obviously, I mean, we're not allowed to do that anyways, but, <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's just, it's his own only social experience where he can, you know, where he can interact with his peers and, you know, have some fun with his friends. So I, you know, I, I actually encourage him now. It's funny. I encourage him now to get on there so he can actually, you know, engage in, in some, you know, in, in some, in some fun. Yeah. But then, you know, I also want him to go outside and like yesterday he was so pissed off at me because I had him help me pull weeds, you know, and he like, <laughs> the, and then after a while, like I did, like I did most of the weed pulling for like an hour and then like he only had maybe like 20 minutes of work left to do on his own because I wasn't pulling all of them. I wanted him to do something and yeah. it took him 
another two hours to do that. And he was so mad at me because he's like, it's hot. I'm tired. My legs hurt. And I'm like, you know, I'm just thinking back to like, shoot, when I was a kid, my dad, I mean, my dad, my parents were split. So my mom was tough. My mom made me go and like pull weeds. That's where I learned. My dad never made me do yard work, but my, my mom (laughs) made me pull weeds because she just wanted a nice yard. She wasn't trying to teach me you know, how to, how to, you yeah. know, you know, she just wanted her yard to look nice. There's no lessons learned. No, there wasn't a lesson learned. Yeah. She just want. <laughs> yeah. She was just like kind of a neat freak, which is fine. You know, she, she just liked to be clean and she wanted, you know, she wanted the yard to look nice. And, 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 you know, that was apparently my domain to, to, you know, to make sure it did look nice. And so, yeah. you know, I, I did learn, I mean, my mom taught me a lot. You know, um, from that regard, you know, just to kind of make sure that I paid attention to the detail when I cleaned, because if she knew, if she found out, like, I missed a spot, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't want to say there was hell to pay, but, you know, pretty much there was hell to pay, you know, so. Um, so was a lot of attention to detail with your mom. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you knew my dad, you know, and he was the same way, but he was just, he was just different. Oh, yeah. he, was, he wasn't in that way. He was attention to detail, like. You know, with how you execute on the field or attention to detail with, um, you know, with my grades or attention to detail with, you know, with that stuff. And he was the one that actually, you know, started, you know, started me off with making sure I was paying attention to how I take care of my body, with my health, with nutrition. Um, And he was I mean, he was on it. You know, you played for him a little bit. So, you know. Um, oh, but, yeah. but he was, yeah. did, uh, did you see that comment I gave you on your, uh, your Instagram? I did, man. I, your pops and- yeah. And you know what? I'm going to comment to yours. I'm going to come on, comment to everybody's eventually. But the, the deal was like, there were so many in like such a short amount of time. I'm like, dude, I don't, I want to, I want to send like heartfelt responses. I don't want to just say, Hey, thanks. You know? So if, if people, you know, didn't see it, I'm pretty sure most in it, but if they didn't know Mike Spears either is the way Mike Spears to me is he was my coach or he was like, he was the, you know, I always say he was, he was the godfather, you know, he was the, he was the man. And Did when you ever he kiss his ring or play a game, Did you, no, no, <laughs> my, was I, was I not worthy enough? Or I mean, what? you're supposed to kiss the godfather's ring. Oh, <laughs> no, but, um, he, every time he showed up to the field, everyone just kind of just said, Hey, they whispered, like, Mike, Mike, Mike. and they'd always clean it up. Whether it's, you know, put their hair, you know, put their hair back, um, polish their, their, you know, tuck in their jerseys, make sure their belt's not flapped up, make sure their, their pants are down and, you know, good body, uh, body language. It was, he was the man. Yeah. And that's, that was the, that was the language he taught or that's what the, the demeanor he taught was being the man first mentally, then, then physically. No, those are just, you know, his expectations were just unbelievable, but they were like, I don't want to say they were easy to meet, but you just knew, ex- you just knew what those standards were and, um, they were all achievable. You know, if you just paid attention, um, and you made it important, you know, he was just big on making the little things important. Um, as you know, uh, one of the, I mean, obviously that he has that, that famous saying, like, you know, if you don't, if you don't do something that you're told, you know, then he'll either, he'll tell you like, you're either stupid or you just don't care. Right. Um, yeah. I, I guess the one that stuck with me the most more than that one was if I can't see your belt, it either means two things. You're either fat or you're sloppy. <laughs> you know, So that's the one I use more out of all of them, you know, because I've heard that since I was a kid. so like he, I use that with our guys like, Hey, you know, if we can't see your belt, it means one of two things. And you know, there needs to be, you know, we need to fix it, you know, 
it's either you're fat or you're sloppy. Yeah. So obviously if you're sloppy, we can fix it now. If you're fat, it's going to take a little bit of time, but you know, we're going to fix it eventually. Right. So now, yeah, now, you know, now, you know, you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause if you didn't know before, if you didn't know before, <laughs> you know, so I, I wonder if a fat kid ever just said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just sloppy. <laughs> Dude, well, no, I mean, you'll be, it's funny, man. Like we have guys in our program, like they're a bunch of little smart asses, man, especially like our little, like yeah. our, our younger teams, like they're good kids, but they, you know, they have, they have no problem, you know, like giving you like a wise remark, you know, back to you, yeah. you know, and that's, I, I, I'm down with it, man. Like, I like it. I like when guys, you know, they have a little fire Witty. under their, yep. you know, little fire under them. And so, um, yeah. you know, you can just kind of see like that just exudes their confidence and they just, you know, it, you know, a lot of times that, that just, they deliver it on the field too, you know, they get it done because they have that type of, you know, and so I don't want to put, I don't want to be the one that puts the fire out. Like if they're that type of kid, because I think yeah. I was, I think I was that type of kid where I just talked a lot of trash, you know, and it was, I mean, it's fine, you know, you back it up, man. Right. Yeah. But I mean, the game and back it up. You're I, good. Yeah. But I think, you know, when I was young too, like you just have to try to find like that happy medium where you can be, you know, where you can, where you can, you know, be that way and talk sarcastically and, but you're still, you know, you're doing it in, in, in good light and not being disrespectful at the same time. It's hard. It's a hard. And so like, there's times when my dad would like lose it on me because he just felt like I was so disrespectful sometimes. And yeah. And I'd never intended to be that way. It was just, you know, my personality and, you know, and he, and and there's times when he really enjoyed it. Like, especially as I got older, he would laugh so much more like with my, with my responses and and my remarks. And, and, you know, like, like you said is, the way I, t- I teach my kid is you can talk smack. Just don't say directly and don't dis- disrespect anyone, right? Like like your kids when I, when I was there, they were talking a lot, but it was not directed towards anyone. It was always like indirect or witty or just within the dugout. For the Rancho kids? That's, that's baseball to me. Yeah. Dude, they're so funny. Are, they're the Rancho, high, the Rancho yeah. Cucamonga High School baseball team, is that was just being – I mean, our season got cut short just because – of like a pandemic, but we, that was some of the most fun I've had on the field in a long time. And people always ask me like, why are you doing it? Like, why do you want to coach high school ball? You know, why do you, you know, you're already doing, you know, so much. And I I don't know, man, it was kind of like an outlet for me to be competitive. Um, yeah, with the, with the smaller group on a day-to-day basis, you know, where you can, where you can build, tomorrow off of today you know if that may you know it it, you know so whatever foundation you lay today you know it's going to be better tomorrow and if it's not then you know we got to go back to the drawing board because it's either them not being coachable or it's us not as coaches not not um being clear on what those expectations are right so you could you, you could you could fix that you know you could fix i mean you could turn uncoachable players into coachable players by first turning them into track stars and making them run around the field for, you know, yeah. an hour and a half. But, you know, we didn't, we didn't have that problem, man. All our kids are great kids. You know, our, our team GPA is like a 3.8 for a high school program, which is like unreal. Team GPA is three, eight. Yeah. Unreal for me. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I That's crazy. And so I want to say we had more guys with a 4.0 or higher than we had then we had guys with a 3.5 and lower. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think I heard that stat a couple times throughout the year. Um, 
but man, like our senior class, I feel so bad for them because they, you know, they, this was, this was going to be a good year for them. I think we finished like nine and two and one. I think we tied the game and, um, but it was, everybody just gelled so well. Everybody knew what was expected of them, you know, and that's what you get oh, yeah. when you're able to be around the same group of guys every day, you know, because chem- you could build chemistry and you can, um, you know, guys know, like, you know, they'll have a chance in, to get in the lineup if they earn it, you know, and, um, yep. you know, it just teaches guys to compete with each other, you know, if they know that they're going to have a and chance. It, it, yep, and I was watching, I'm not going to, you know, call anyone out, but I was watching, you know, some kids that weren't starters had gloves on, ready to go. One of your boys made an error, pulled them out, put that dude in. Dude made a play that that, that next inning. It's like, that's, that's really cool. And he had, a, he had a great, like the next day I saw him, he didn't start either. But he did the same thing. He's ready, he's ready to go. Yeah, and so that's, I think and that's I like good, that. man. Like, like you know, I think, I mean, Tony Garcia is the head coach there. He's a good dude, man. He cares about the kids. He wants them to get better. You know, mm-hmm. he wants, you know, I mean, everybody has, I think me, um, Tony, everybody, we all have flaws as coaches. We're not perfect in any, you know, by any means, you know, or as people, you know, we screw up from time to time and, um, you know, we, you know, we pray it out when we get home, you know, and, 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 and hope for forgiveness from whoever we affect or, um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we move on. And so, you know, with that, I think people see that, you know, our intentions are there, you know, Tony, coach, coach Tony's intentions are there. You know, obviously, I, you know, I, I think my intentions are there. We have, you know, we have good help and other coaching and other coaches that are there as well. Um, and just a lot of just just. But the thing is that everybody just cared about, you know, whatever that common goal was. And that was really just winning the next game, you know, not necessarily, yeah. you know, going to CIF or winning state or whatever we call it these these days. But, you know, we just wanted to we wanted to win the next game and the next game, you know, and you know, when we got to it. And so, um, you can just see like, you know, how pot, just the, the energy that the guys bring to the table every day. I mean, it's hard to get that in travel ball sometimes because like, for instance, for us or for, you know, for our program, it's, you know, it's, you get the same group of guys maybe once a week, you know, and between this Wednesday and next Wednesday, so much is forgotten. You got to go back and review then you have a chance to maybe, you know, build off of it. But it's so hard if guys aren't, you know, and again, going back to just guys aren't self-motivated, that they have a hard time reinforcing what they learn and applying it on their own on, you know, the next day, you know. So we have to teach, we have to reinforce things, you know, whenever we see them, which isn't on a daily basis, it's it's on a weekly basis um, if we're lucky, you know. So, yeah, that's, I think that's the biggest hurdle to overcome, from a de- development standpoint for, you know, travel baseball, you know, I think everybody, you know, all these travel programs are, you know, they, they, I think they have like, also, they also have the right intentions, coaches, staff, they have the right intentions for the most part. I mean, you have some bad eggs out there, but you know, it's just, you don't get to, you don't get the advantage of seeing them in a small group setting, you know, day in, day out, you know? So, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the only thing. So it was it was good for me. I mean, I it was a different experience. I haven't coached high school ball before. I mean, I've gone and helped out at different high schools just to kind of you know do some infield work or base running stuff. But I've never been involved with the high school program. So I'm you know I'm, I'm fortunate to to have and, been asked. And, and you're definitely evolving. As, you're definitely evolving as a coach because you've been coaching for you know what 15, 
year? Um, I mean, full time since 2013. But I mean, I coached in my off seasons, off seasons when I was playing. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah. and you know, but, did, did my lessons and stuff. But um, full time now. You what know? I was gonna say is, uh, is uh, being a full time coach for high school. It's just it's a whole new perspective. It's a whole new. It just you you evolve as a as a as a coach. Right. You know, and that's the beauty of it. No, I agree. And so, and the, and the, oh, she almost dropped you. Oh, the only, the only thing I would say is like you, 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 there, there is so much bureaucracy involved. You know, you, you, there's some red tape. There's, you know, you, 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 you got to be very careful on how you represent yourself. You know, you got to be very careful on how you interact with players, you know, because it only takes, you know, really it only takes one, you know, one upset or disgruntled parent to, you know, to bring the whole house down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, they could be, they could be right or they could be wrong. It doesn't matter. You know, it just, it's just kind of the way it goes, you know, in this, in this, um, you know, in this environment. So it's, it's just delicate in that sense, you know, um, luckily, you know, I think, um, I think our, you know, I think the administration really backs what, you know, what the coaching staff at Rancho is doing. Um, I think that, um, Again, Tony's done, doing a great job in, in leading the helm and, and making sure guys are, um, you know, getting the, the development that they need. They're getting, you know, and if he doesn't know how to do it, he, you know, figures it out with somebody else who does know how to do it and, and makes it work. Um, again, it's just a matter of, you know, just knowing that the coaches care. Because a lot, I mean, in baseball, you'll come yeah. across a lot of coaches that don't give you know, a crap for lack of a better, <laughs> I mean, there's other options out there. I just didn't want to say, you know, they don't care at all, you know, or it doesn't seem like they care at all about what, you know, who they're working with. They care about their program. They care about their brand. They care about their, yeah. um, you know, their reputation, but they don't necessarily care about the kids that they're, they're involved with, you know, and, Especially yeah. as you get bigger, it's hard to keep track of everybody, you know, and so it's hard. You got to so, keep. So let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually curious, right? So it's your first year, and you've ha- you've uh, you've helped build a program. What about eight? ECBA is what eight nine years? Yeah, we're uh, we're eight we're eight years deep beginning this year. Okay, so eight years, great foundation, great structure. What would be the first step to building a successful structure for, say, you know, you come into a, a high school program? Um, you know, I think that's a it's kind of a tough question. I think it just really depends on the personalities you're dealing with, you know. So one, you know, the first yeah. thing I did, I know, I, I mean, Coach Garcia, Tony got got involved, you know, a few days prior than I, you know, before I did. So um, for me, the first day out there, it was just kind of getting to know the players personally trying to learn the names um took me a while it took me a couple weeks to learn everybody's names um and and i mean to be fair i I screw up my own kids names sometimes i i you know sometimes i call (laughs) my daughter by my son's name sometimes i call my son by (laughs) by the dog's name like it's crazy like how i it just so you know for me to have to learn you know 50 guys names between you know you know varsity and jv i was around the freshman program a whole lot just because it's it's a lot but 
Um, but, but between both, you know, varsity and JV, man, dude, like it's, it's hard, man, to, to, and then, and yeah. then from there to try to build chemistry and you don't even know these kids names, you know? And so, you know, that was the, that's a big thing for me, just trying to find a way to build that chemistry, get them to understand that you have the best intentions, first of all, then they buy into what you want to teach them, you know? And, um, I don't know if that's psychology or, you know, it was just kind of just my strategy this time, you know, to see, you know, hey, I don't want to be that guy that comes in and tries to, you know, tries to enforce you know anything. All. You know, I just yeah. want to be I just want to be the guy that, you know, if, if, you know, to when it's time, you know, to, you know, provide them with some, you know, with some help. You know, that's all. Um, yeah. But again, I'm not the head guy, you know, Tony's the head guy and he, you know, I'm, I'm there to help him first and foremost. And then, cause I know he's got the, mm-hmm. his heart in the right place. I know he's not going to steer those, you know, the, the players wrong. Um, and yeah. you know, luckily, I mean, he, I think he has a mutual respect for me and we, we work well together in that sense, you know, um, no, you know. he has a great, great relationship, not only just you and Tony, but everyone else. Yeah. Piazza, well, John Piazza, dude, that guy's a gem. John's the man. John. <laughs> that guy before a game. <laughs> Before a game, he uh, had a keto coffee and in like a shaker. Okay, he drank half of it, uh-huh. and then he poured a full rock star in the rest of the shaker, and then he pounded it. Oh, dude! I thought he was gonna have yeah. a heart attack right on the spot. <laughs> but you know what's you know what's good? Like he's a he's a funny dude, right? And he he shows up to the field. You know, he's he's a workhorse. He works on the field. He just sits back and lets whatever happen. But he's actually a good like he has a lot of baseball knowledge. Like he played at Cal Poly Pomona yeah. back in the back in the glory days. Not to say that they're not doing well now, but they, you know, for you know, for those of you that, uh, those of you guys out there that don't know who he is, he played for John Scalinas, who's like a legendary coach. You know, he'd go to the ABCA coaches convention, and people would like line up to watch him. You know, to listen to him speak. And John, yeah, Scalinas, 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 oh, and so God, just like what. I mean, I, I, I had the pleasure of meeting Scalinas, you know, back, I mean, maybe 15 years ago now, but when he was, you know, towards the end of his, uh, you know, end of his life and, you know, it was off the baseball field, but he was just a, just a nice, genuine man. But, I, you know, from, from yeah. what I know about him, you know, through players that have played for him or other coaches that know him, you know, he just, you know, he did a really good job at, you know, and this is as cliche as it gets because everybody says it. It's on everybody's mission statement on their on their you know on their travel ball website. We teach life lessons through baseball, but he really did it. You know, he really taught yeah. guys how to um, apply what they learn in baseball, and then be a force you know off the field when they're done with baseball. You know, whether it's yeah. you know in you know you know if they had to go to work, you know they made an impact. You know, with their family. They made an impact. You know, he taught guys how to be husbands and, and, you know, and, you know, fathers and, and, you know, I think from that pedigree, you know, you have guys like Piazza, who's such a great guy. You have, (coughs) excuse me, you have, you know, so many other players out there that, that have, that have been impacted by people like that, you know, and I think I want to say like, based on, what I saw on social media and the response from that little, that little video clip of my dad last night that I think that my dad had a similar impact on people just in a different, you know, using a different vehicle, you know, a slightly different yeah. vehicle. 
you know. Um, so I'm proud of that. You know, I'm proud of what have, he's accomplished. Have you ever seen that video prior to? No, receive that. I, you know what, man? Like I, um, I, I received it maybe a few weeks back. But if you go on Instagram, there's like, and you go into like the um the message section, and there's like the requests for people to oh, message it you. It was in there, but I never go in there. Yeah. So I looked at it. I was like, "Oh shoot, Diego Arcas is a is a is a good dude, good friend of mine, good, or good friend of my dad's too." Um, but he's you know he's down in Ecuador, you know, and and as a lot yeah. of people know, my dad used to harbor Ecuadorians in, you know, back mm-hmm. in the house, <laughs> back in the house in Marana Valley back in the day, and and put them to work and teach yeah. them baseball and help them you know help them to get to college baseball and all that stuff. But um, Diego is a really good dude, and he just sent me this this video and and. Shoot, I wish I saw it a long time ago. It was sitting there, and and but I mean, hey, uh, he, 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 he so for those that don't know, and most of you guys don't, but my dad's ties to Ecuadorian baseball it's it's like unreal. You know, he was a you know basically like the Olympic team coach. You know, I don't think they qualified for the Olympics, but he was a professional national team coach. You know, they they beat Cuba. You know, for the first time ever. You know, I want to say like two thousand two. You know, and he was like man of the year in Ecuador and like they built statues of him and stuff like that. He was like on the literally. Yeah. He was like, literally. yeah. Like he was a celebrity down there. He was like our, I don't know. He was like Tommy Lasorda in Ecuador, you know, he was Rocky Balboa. Yeah. No, he impacted <laughs> them. And I got another message today. Actually, hold on one second. Let me see if I can pull it up really fast and, and not, you know, not skip too much of a beat. But, um, he said, hold on. And I got another, uh, I got another message from his name is Carlos Mancheno from from uh, Ecuador as well. He goes, "Hey Joe, this is Carlos. Yeah. Big respect for Mike. His legacy remains in my daily life within the little things that make a difference." You know, and you know, I mean, that's to me that's so awesome. You know, because I mean, I don't yeah, think yeah. I'm ever. I mean, I hope that I create some type of impact for you know for guys. Um, I don't know if I'm ever gonna do all that you know my dad was all over the world you know doing you know creating impact you know you know with boots on the ground you know i you know i've done a few trips here and there but nothing like that to that capacity you know and you know i'm just happy to be local and be able to be on the field with the guys that we have here you know let alone you know be world mr worldwide you know that's who he was yeah you know my dad was you know he was he's a good man you know and he but obviously a good coach and so you know, I, I do appreciate everybody's responses on that on my Instagram or fa- it was on Facebook, too. And, you know, a lot of familiar people that have come back that somehow it got to them. They came back and responded and it was it was really nice. And all I did was just show a video well, clip of him, you know. So what's crazy is something, the thing I liked about your caption the most was you said in today, especially California, you have you know so many programs. I would say most of the programs somehow someone's either coached next to Joe, uh, next to your dad or was coached by your dad. Right. And everyone's, I, I mean, I didn't know if there's a, if there's a, a phrase, but there's like a, there's Mike's way and everyone coaches somehow like Mike. Mm-hmm. And that to me, I mean, you know, I'm a coach and it really, I see it. I know coaches from, you know, most programs, he used to coach next to Mike. He was coached by Mike. You know, it's it, it's cool that everything lives on. Yeah, everything, everything lives on. Yeah, that's that's the legacy. You know, that's I mean, you know, one of them. You know, but he, I mean, and all these guys like they they understand baseball. You know, they played 
you know, college ball or pro ball, right? And they understand, you know, what it takes to play competitive, you know, baseball. But I really think that my dad had a systematic way of approaching the game, excuse me, approaching the game, approaching the game, okay? And to, to put you in a good position to win. And whether it was, you know, mentally, you know, uh, just, just preparing your mind to expect it or, you know, putting together a step-by-step plan in, in everything you do to make sure that you get the most out of yourself, you know, and it was broken down in practices. It was broken down in between pitches and games. It was broken down constantly. So it teaches guys to, to, to be more cerebral and think for themselves, Mm -hmm. you know? So he's not just giving you the fish. He's teaching you how to fish, you know? And that's, that's, you know, you know, me as a lead off hitter, he didn't give me, he didn't give me any signs to steal. He just said, I I need you to steal like, like four or five bags in this game. (laughs) Straight up like that. I'm like, Oh, and it, I, I learned to steal and I learned to go on certain pitches through that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And that was like, and me as his son, you know, he let me fail a whole lot. You know, he kept putting me back out there. Um, I'm sure it was hard on him because, you know, there's parents out there. Oh, the coach's kid is playing short again, you know? And so, you know, and, and, (laughs) and dude, I was awful for a while, you know, but he let, he kept putting me back out there. He kept putting me back out there. He let me fail. He let me fail. And eventually I found my way. But the thing is, is that, yeah, I was the coach's kid, but he did that with everybody. He he let guys yeah. fail over and over and over again, and parents in the stands, what the hell's going on? He just, why is he stealing my kid? He's 600 pounds, and he can't steal, and why is he playing the outfield, and why is he catching, and why is he doing this, this? Well, because, I mean, that's how you learn. How do you get better if you don't, yeah. if you don't allow, if you don't allow anybody, yeah. You got to let them fail, you know, let them fail. It's a good thing. You know, it's not a bad thing just because a guy doesn't, you know, shoot, is it the end of the world? No. I mean, it's just, it's just, okay, you got thrown out. All right, well, let's, let's, let's coach it up and let's, uh, let's figure out how he doesn't get thrown out the next time, you know? Um, but shoot, man, that's enough about me. Enough about us, dude. What about you? What are you up to? (laughs) Oh man, I'm, I'm working, man. You know, um, Obviously, baseball is just it's, it's kind of funny because this is my first time talking um, about baseball, just I guess publicly, and I'm I'm cool with that. You know, eventually I'm gonna I'm gonna promote who La Gamo is separate from baseball, just you yeah. know, so it's a whole it's a whole different vibe. But yeah, baseball just started two years ago, um, and if people want to know, I'm the baseballologist, first professional baseball fan here to entertain, educate, motivate, and promote the baseball community. And, you know, if, if my, my, the funniest thing I like saying is I'm a professional baseball fan and people usually smile or laugh. But when I show them what I do, it's like, I'm building that, that job. I'm building that, that actual label as a professional baseball fan. I, I travel around the, the country and I, and I want to be the, I want to be known as the Anthony Bourdain of baseball. Do you know Anthony Bourdain? Is? Yeah, just don't make sure you take the same exit as him. I, I, I promise <laughs> I won't. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's very inspiring to see a chef become an author, an author because get his own TV show. TV show, he's now a personality. Most people don't even know that he's a chef. And that's the reason why I want to do baseball, or I, the reason why I created baseball is just because 
baseball isn't culturally cool like basketball is. You know, most baseball fans are just baseball fans and not just, you know, people who think they know baseball. It's, it's, I want to make sure, I want, I want people to know how cool a game is. I want, I, I want to show that, showcase the stereotypes, the, the meticulous things about the game, why it's so interesting even when nothing's happening. You know, uh, do you like, do you like the game of chess or poker? A chess or poker? Yeah. I mean, I like them both. Both, both of them. I like them both. I love poker. Uh, People think you got to be lucky. There are some luck in it, but there's there's a reason why there's professional poker players. Why? Because they're the the it's the mind game. It's it's the it's what they do um, with the cards. Same thing with uh, playing baseball. His weakness is a fastball, and and a hitter knows it, pitcher knows it. But do you use that information? Do you go against it? Do you go with it? Do you go? You know, it's just it's a it's it's a chess game. And I want people to know that. So, yeah, here I am two uh, two years later. And uh, I've traveled to about 14 different ballparks in the past two years. Dude, I can't believe and, how um, much you've grown, man. I, like, I, I remember, like, you just started this on social media. And I was like, dude, I hope he does really well with this. And then, because it's a good yeah. idea. And then all of a sudden, you have, like, you know, 20,000 followers. I'm like, dude, I can't even get, like you know, the followers I have to even like what I do, <laughs> you know, like, like I had a kid, like one of our players <laughs> last year, one of our players last year, Tyler White goes, Hey, Hey coach, like you have, you have like a lot of followers, but you only get like 20 likes. I'm like, bro, like, why do you have to put me down? And why does that matter? And you know what I, you know what I like, I, I, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? He's right. But you know what really sucked about it? Like I, I looked at, I looked at my Instagram. I'm like, dude, you follow me and you don't like anything I post, you know? So, you know what I mean? That's why. Cause there's people like I, I got kids like you that are just, all you want to do is talk trash to me. And so I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, give it back yeah. to him. He's a good kid though. I really, he's a good player too. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. No, man, it's just, you know, you're right. It's, it's, uh, it's building the community, the community of baseball. People always ask, what's my niche? Is it young kids? Is it teens? Is it young adults? Is it adults? And I say, through all that, it's baseball. Yeah, whoever fits the demographic and of being a fan, right? It's it's just baseball, man. It it that's why I'm so I love what I do because I'm not geared toward. I'm not just a funny guy entertainer for the young kids. I'm not um, a, just a coach. I'm baseballers. I don't even promote that I'm a coach. I I just showcase what I do because I don't want to be labeled as a coach. So it's just it's hitting all aspects of the game. Uh, playing it, teaching it, coaching it, um, and and being a professional baseball fan outside the line. Yeah. Well, I think you definitely have your niche. You know, I think there's, I mean, you, well, you have like Domingo Ayala out there, right? But he can't even be himself. You know, mm-hmm. you can be yourself. I mean, Domingo Ayala does a great job, but you can be yourself and, you know, do what you, you know, just in, you could be instruct, you can be instructional, you can be fun, you know, you can be, you know, you can yep. do whatever you want with this and, you know, and I, I think you're going to reach, you know, whatever your goal is, you know, you keep working hard enough, obviously, you know, you're, you're, you're at it every day, every night, you know, so, I mean, you're going to, there's no, there, there's no other option but to, but to succeed at what you do when you have that type of work ethic, you know, and. Yeah, I mean, sure, I'll, I'll say it out loud, one of my goals, and I'll, I, I like saying out my goals, and hopefully people can learn from this, put out your goals, let people know, so you, it it holds you accountable for what you, uh, what your work is. But my goal is to have my own TV show, whether it's TV show, 
whether it's on Netflix or Hulu or even on YouTube, to have a series to travel to other cities, states, countries around the world and showcase the ins and outs of the game. And that could go from talking to who the superstar is in Japan to what they eat in Latin America at the ballpark. You know what I mean? Like it's just digging down deep to all aspects of the game. And I can't wait to showcase that. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think, I think you'll get there, man. I mean, it's like, again, the work ethic is, is the, I think is the biggest piece of this and you have it. And then it's just a matter of learning, you know, learning the ins and outs and, and, you know, again, taking that methodical approach to figure out what the next step is and then, and then moving on to that step and moving on to the next and the next until you get there. Um, yep. I mean, I was talking to little Caesar earlier, like he's, you know, we're talking about like, you know, ways we can, you know, what we can do with our free time right now, you know, and now's the perfect time to learn a new skill, you know, and it's like for me, um, like you're, you're super comfortable with being in front of people and, you know, giving out plate crates or whatever and, and, uh, <laughs> and interacting with like the masses. And I'm like, to me, I just want to deal with like, I, I like being, you know, on the field, you know, with a group of guys and I could teach in that setting. It's really hard for me. Like it, I shouldn't say it's hard, but it was like a different, it's a different approach for me to, to do it like through a podcast or through, do it yeah. through media. And like that to me, it's just, it's just uncharted waters. But again, going back to, you know, how this is a perfect time to learn a new skill. And this is something that's been, you know, something that's been in my heart for a long time anyways to do, this is the perfect time to do it, yeah. you know? So like little yeah. Caesar is like my Gilligan, you know, he's like, you know, he's like following me around and we're, we're, we're getting after it and he's telling me what things to order. Then I order it. Then he, you know, we get it in the mail and then it turns out to be the wrong cord, you know, but he, I'm like literally showing him on my phone. Like, you want me to order this? He goes, yeah, order that. Okay. You want me to order this? Yeah. Order that. And then we get it. He goes, Oh, that's the wrong cord, bro. I literally just asked you <laughs> and uh, you know, but I mean, you know, but he's learning yep. this stuff too. Like he's not like, we're both like kind of, you know, trying to figure this all out, you know? Um, luckily his dad kind of has a clue on some of the stuff. So he's helped me a bit too. And big C's, big C's my man. Um, but you know, I'm getting more comfortable and I'm, I'm actually excited about doing this stuff. You know, it's, you know, when you learn something new, you get excited about it sometimes. And that's, that's a great point. I mean, for, for whoever's listening is a phrase I always love using whenever I am, whether it's nervous or uncomfortable, is be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's like always the go-to saying because it's just a, it's just a reason to say, or it's a way to kind of motivate yourself that hey, you are, you do feel weird. This is weird. However, take advantage of it because that's this is a step to whatever whatever your goal is. Right. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. And you know, starting a podcast is different. You know, I started a podcast a week ago, and my you know my my thing is just be transparent if you make mistakes shoot you make mistakes you know it yeah. happens and but you know what like big caesar like you know provides a good point like hey people don't want you to be perfect they just want you know what i mean they want you to give it you know give it to them in you know in its raw form you know and yep. so if it means like every now and then like an f-bomb is dropped i mean i apologize it's not it's not purposefully to offend you but it's going to come out sometimes and it's hard to edit some of this stuff out, man. We're like, what, like 45 minutes deep into this, an hour deep? How long? Yeah. 
43 minutes in, you know, like what are we going to do? Like cut, start over if I throw an F-bomb? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can cut it out somehow, but I mean, we just want it to flow. And, you know, I think that, yeah. you know, you know, tangents are good. You go off on tangents and you, you know, you can still provide good information. You know, it's not, I mean, no offense, everybody. You guys have nothing else better to do at home. You know, if, if, you're, if you're listening to this, I mean, you're you're at least getting some type of um, information that has value if you can take it and run with it. But, you know, it, you just, sometimes you just got to take the bad with the good, you know. And again, we're humans. We're, we're imperfect. I think on our podcast, yeah. it says explicit at the top. But we're it's only because no. we like mixed in like we I mean, it's not on purpose. You know, I mean, again, you yeah, know, it's yeah. just but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like as a co- uh, as a player. Right. I was always like, you know, I was always under my dad's like wing, you know, and he was always like very conservative and he was very like, you know, he never cursed, like never in front of me anyways. Right. And so then I get to college and dude, everybody, like every coach is like in your face. Like they want, they want the best for you, but they are, they want you to get after it. You know, and if you're, if you're, you know, if you're showing any sign of, of laziness, Right. You're going to you're going to know about it, you know, whether it's your whether it's your coaches on the field or your strength coaches, you know, if you don't go to class, you know, and and your head your head coach finds out it's like the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like they're you know, they're, they they yeah, hold man, you accountable you in front of everybody. Yeah. Accountability is like is is of utmost importance at the college level, you know, so. Yeah. And it's. You know, for for me, like you get chewed out and you get f bombs, and I don't know if you ever seen that speech from Augie Guerrero when he's like laying into his into his group into his team at the yeah. University of Texas, where he's like, like he has a camera in the clubhouse and he is laying into them, like throwing <laughs> throwing like you know f bombs and you know, I mean that's that's the least of the of the problem. <laughs> that was like the the yeah, yeah. the you know the least profane word he would use in those, you know, in that speech. But a lot of people have seen it, you know, if you Google it, the Augie Garrido speech and, and, but he, he knew like his players knew, right. And they respected him, but they knew that it came from a good place, no matter how intense he got and how much he cussed them out and how much maybe a little spit got in their face. If he's in their face, you know, he knew, you know, you got to be a tough, you got to be tough to let that, yeah. you know, to know where that's coming from. And you got to be tough to be able to respond. And that's what that group was, man. They, I think they won, like after that speech, I think they won the next, like, I don't know, 10, 15 games or whatever. And they won their conference tournament. And you know what I mean? Like that's it's something quick, man. It, it, it's not only for that season, but just for, you know, just for their everyday lives and, and the future. Yeah. You know, you got to have tough skin regardless, man. People are going to, uh, rip, you know, rip you. You people are gonna, you're gonna fail. You're gonna struggle. People are gonna fire you. People are gonna cut you. And if you don't have that tough skin, man, you're done. Yeah. And you know what? Like going into that a bit, and I'm probably gonna offend maybe even little Caesar over here, but but there's a uh, um, there's a syndrome in Rancho Cucamonga. Actually, it's more like this whole area. Um, and you want to know what that syndrome is? I call what it is- the North of the Two Ten syndrome, because if you live north of the Two Ten. Typically, maybe stereotypically, you're just a little softer than the people south of the 210. You know, and that's a challenge. That's not meant to, I mean, but here's the thing. Like, if you you get offended by this, you're just proving my point. Yeah. So, just saying. Is Little Caesar from uh, North 210? Dude, we're, we're well, we're like the northest of the 210 right now. (laughs) You ever hear about the people that live at the top of the hill looking at the people at the bottom of the hill? 
Yeah. Yeah. Same concept. That's where we're at. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, and I mean all this in good fun, but there's, you know, there's obviously like different demographics, like we're different pe- people from different areas that, you know, they're, they're, they're growing up in a certain environment that's a little bit more sheltered and a little bit more, yeah. you know, and then there's obviously like, you know, people that, you know, they, they grow up in tougher environments and they have to, you know, they have to, you know, survive that and adapt. And, yeah. and so, I mean, I think I speak for probably 99.999% of the college coaches out there that don't want that, uh, or I speak for them when I say they want the toughest kids they could find because it's not about the talent. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, guys are talented, you know, players are talented. But, you know, how many times have you seen talented players, you know, get to the college ranks and, you know, they don't even sniff the lineup, you know, or they bounce back to a junior college or, you know, and and not to say that everybody that bounces back isn't tough. But, you know, that's just the nature of the beast, man. Like, if you're not tough, you're going to get exposed, you know, in in baseball, especially because it's a like. Like at some point, this you know, is every so single times, day. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's just kind of my opinion on that. And again, I don't mean to offend anybody with it, but I mean, if you could either take that, like for my players, I guess that, that, that I work with, you can either take that and improve upon that, you know, or you can, you know, put your tail between your legs and, and, you know, be upset with me. I don't yeah. Know. You know, it, it comes down to failing fast, having that mentality of failing fast faster you fail the faster you succeed you know because someone could succeed the rest of you know their whole lives and you know have that one struggle one the failure and they quit or they just you know forget about the game they're soft right but if, if they have like you know that the war uh, adverse uh ad- adversary adversity there you, if you go have the adversity <laughs> of, uh, if you have the adversity of knowing how to deal with struggles and failure like you said your dad put you out and you you weren't good when you're when you started right but your dad still put you out and look where and you know look, look how you ended up yeah if i and, yeah i mean it, it, it could have very easily went a different direction he could have made me want to quit you know he could have made me want to yep. you know but he, he kept pushing me to to improve you know um by doing yeah. that so yeah i don't know man i mean this isn't really scripted or anything. And, you know, I, I like that we go back and no, forth and, you know, uh, I don't want to take up, you know, your entire night. Cause I know you got some work to do, but I mean, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, like, you know, this is, you know, this is important for me to do this and I appreciate you, you know, being on here with me. Um, and you know, it's, this is meant to be, you know, as you guys, you know, listen into the, the, you know, the, the upcoming, you know, episodes or podcasts or whatever we call it, right. There's, there's going to be value for, you know, every, every episode is going to, going to provide different value for different people, you know? So, yeah. um, it's meant to be informational It's preventive. It's meant to provide direction and guidance for, you know, for the players, especially that, you know, they, they want to improve. They just don't know how to sometimes. And that's whether we're living in quarantine life or we're back, you know, to, to our normal, you know, everyday routines. Um, you know, how can we, how can we implement a little bit more or something a little bit different to be, to be better, you know, at what we do. Um, you know, Tony Gwynn always used to say, you know, when I, when I play with him, you gotta, you gotta work at your craft, you gotta practice your craft. And he was, you know, he was referring to hitting. Um, and you know, that was something that like, 
um, you know, for me, like kind of sink into where like, shoot, like, you know, my craft could be anything I want it to be. And if I want it to be, you know, whatever I, if I want it to be, if I want to be good at it, I should say, then I got to obviously work at it, you know? So it was just more of a, um, when you hear a hall of famer say it, you know, it, it tends to have, (laughs) it tends to mean more. more. Yeah. So it means a little more. So, um, especially hitting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and so that, you know, that stuck with me. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, I really appreciate you being out here or being on here with me. And, and you know, hopefully when, you know, the social gu- you know social distancing guidelines are lifted, we can do this in person and have a little bit better sound on both ends. But, of course. Um, of course. yeah, let's... But con- I do want to say one thing. Yeah, uh, anyone who's, who's on this that doesn't know Joe or, you know, Joe Spears is Joe's got the knowledge. He's got the education. He's got the skills to take whatever it is you want to take to the next level. And, you know, I, I definitely back that up. His program backs that up. His kids back it up. His family backs it up. So, Joe, congrats on uh, the start of something awesome. I can't wait to see it evolve. You too, man. Awesome. You too. Because you're just starting this this new era as well. Because we were talking about this yeah, like six yeah. weeks ago. Like, hey, like, how are we going to do this? Is this going to be something that yeah. you know, we take seriously? And, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you're taking those steps too. Oh yeah, and I could be back on this, man. I could be back on this. No, we're doing this. Never we're know. doing this a lot, man. Because sometimes I'll be up in the middle of the night. I'm like, who can I talk to? But now that I know that you're up till like three <laughs> or four in the morning, you're the guy. You're the guy. So, um, no, but yeah, th- thanks again, man. You know, thanks for taking the time. I know you don't have to do this. I know you're busy. Um, but you know, I I know that you know, and I I, I try to I try to express gratitude however I can, and I hope that um, that rubs off on on the guys that I'm around or the people that I'm around that I'm just really grateful to be in their presence, you know, including you. And I hope that the players, you know, I, or I shouldn't say that I know that our players, you know, they appreciate the time that you take to, to, to be, you know, be around them or speak to them or, um, and so Anytime, I think, man. yeah. And I think gratitude is really what it comes down to. If you have gratitude, you, you learn to have a, a better attitude with everything you do. So, um, Anytime, brother. yeah, that's pretty much it guys. And thanks for listening in and hope you guys continue to, um, continue to 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 well really just listen to the podcast but uh you can subscribe Work on your craft. yeah subscribe right. you know what i mean subscribe and if you guys want to follow uh the baseballogist is it the baseballogist on instagram instagram baseballogist and yeah instagram baseballogist go check it out okay all right guys well you guys have a great day and hope to hope to speak to you soon <laughs> that, that makes sense well i hope to speak to you soon all right see you guys so amazing so amazing it's amazing